we don't have to think about business and life differently, right? That's sort of a, that's a human idea, right? In some ways, business best done is in your passions. And if it's done in your passions, it's effectively a reflection of your life, right? So my daughter's 10, she loves horses. We've been talking about ways for her to begin thinking about, you know, making money, not now, but in a few more years so that she can sort of do more horse stuff. But helping her realize that there's ways to take her passions, in this case, her love for horses, and if she wants to, she can actually apply that to a business. And so it's not even just like separating. And this is what I like about the book is it's not separating, like go do business to make money and then live your life. It's finding ways to embed business concepts that actually leverage your passions, leverage what you are, leverage what you want to do in your life, such that you happen to also be able to pay your obligations as a result of it, right? And, and that's always, I mean, if you can do that, it's, that's, that's the sweet spot. Okay, welcome to The Consultant and the Coach. I'm here with my good friend, Josh. And today, um, we finish up Entree Leadership, a life application. Mm-hmm. And if anything, this is arguably, I would say, the most important aspect of the book. In yeah. my opinion. Yeah, no, there's so much you can do here. I really appreciate um, Dave's perspective on these aspects. I mean, clearly he understands financial advice and, and counseling, but then that you know quickly ties over into every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. And this, this book does a very similar uh, job of that. So devotion for the morning. I, I chose Ephesians 6, 4. And you might think, how does this apply to entree leadership? But the passage is Ephesians 6, 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to mm-hmm. anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. I chose that because this is really, as we talk about leading businesses and even applying it to our life, whether we have a spouse, significant other, kids, what does that look like, you know, to be disciplined and to, hey, let's run a great family. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Yeah. And so, you know, you have you have a lot of life applications based on uh, entree leadership, not just, you. granted, you just read the book for the first time within the last month, but you're like, hey, I'm already doing a lot of this with my family, with myself. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about that. Well, it's interesting. Actually, I did one with a group of pastors recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I had a, there's a, so I go to part of a church that, um, I appreciate the senior pastor invests in some future leaders and sort of they do some seminary stuff. And so he has them over with some frequency and they're on the path to become pastors. And and he had, you know, we've talked a lot about time management and some of the things I do from a habits perspective and why I do it and how I do it. And anyhow, he asked me, he said, Hey, would you come talk to us about that? And that's all he asked. He just Mm -hmm. said, well, you, can you put something together, which I've never put something together before about that. So that was always interesting when I had, and he gave me no, no context other than that. Like, you just come and present it. And I'm like, present what? Like, and I send him sort of what I put together. He's like, yeah, that's fine. I'm like, that's yeah. not helpful. Do, do your thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, so and, anyhow. And you didn't ask for a statement of work first. I thought about it. I should have. That was um, a consulting joke. Yeah, you exactly. guys missed that. Um, but anyhow, it was, well, it was one of those. I mean, he must have been, you know, flexible to whatever I wanted. And the group's pretty informal. Um, so anyhow, it was interesting. He, he basically, as I was thinking about it, just you know, this is why I aligned with you why I aligned so much with Ramsey, because this is before I read the book, which was, well, I could talk to him about time management. Mm-hmm. But when you would look at, you know, I spent time looking at scripture. What do we learn about time? You know, what is time? And what does, what's the context of time for who God is? And then what's the context of who we are in terms of mm-hmm. how God's made us to be inside the context of time? But then that quickly gets to, well, it's really a reflection of who we are. And really, time is the building blocks to our identity, both in who we are and who we want to be. So really, it's all about your mission mm-hmm. and your values. And therefore, time itself is, is nothing but a million little Legos that make up 
what your time's going to be, who you are. Absolutely. And so I walked these guys through that, right? And I I sort of walked them through the scripture around these topics and walked them through, you know, discussion around um, how they spend their time. But more importantly, I backed up. I had them, you know, you'll appreciate this. I had them uh, write um, an obituary. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so, so like that, we've talked about. Yeah, before. yeah, we've talked about. And so, so that was interesting. It really got their attention. Like they hadn't really, like they hadn't really thought about that before. Right. And so they sort of stopped a little bit in their tracks and I gave them a whole sheet of, you know, you get online a whole sheet of values and like mm-hmm. pick, pick five. Like you can't pick them all. No. Well, I want to do all these. Well, that's nice. Pick five. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I gave them a little attitude, but you know, so I got them thinking about their values and then I basically had them document their time in 15 minute increments in an average day. Right. And I, you know, how does what you're doing match your values and how do your values align with what you think you want your obituary to say in mm-hmm. 30, 40, 50 years. Right. And I think it was eye opening for them for sure. Um, because I think they realize even as, you know, you think pastors are going to be very spiritual and high minded and, you know, moral and ethical and, and they are great people, mm-hmm. like great, great guys. I love them all. Um, I think it helped them connect some dots. Right. Well, and, and what happens a lot of times with pastors I'm a trained pastor um, that never went into the ministry full-time, but that's another story and podcast from the time. But you're idealistic about everything. But what you ask them to do is, hey, how does your life reflect what you say your beliefs are? Mm -hmm. And this comes back to, you know, um, in Entree Leadership, there's a chapter, Flavor Your Day with Steak Sauce. Mm -hmm. And he called, Dave Ramsey in the book calls it, what is your steak sauce? What is your A1? So first thing you're going to do every day, A1. Second thing you're going to do, A2, A3. And what happens sometimes is like, I'm going to do everything, like the pastors you're talking mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do everything, but they forget their steak sauce. They forget the A1. Well, usually their family. Well, unfortunately. Right, that's unfortunately, what we, we talked a lot about. Like, so-and-so is a great pastor. Or, I mean, yeah. I, I can pick on uh, Tozer. One of that's my going to say, fav- that's the one that came up in our conversation. One of yep. my favorite uh, devotion... Uh, Tozer just loved God. But if you know anything about him, he neglected his wife. He neglected his kids. And yeah. I'd be like, dude, I don't want to follow you because yeah. you got to take care of your family I first. I think he was the one that came up in the conversation I had with the pastors uh, was, um, I think his wife came out after he died and basically said, mm-hmm. time out, like he was a terrible husband. Right? Yeah. I mean, And everyone's like, hey, he couldn't read his books. Right? His, yeah. his books are amazing. <laughs> yeah. But this is where... What we do is, and I love the chapter, flavor your day with steak sauce. We only have so much time. How are we going to spend it? Mm-hmm. And you do this great. You work your tail off consulting. But knowing you outside of life, you're spending time with your wife. You guys are on date night. Because I know that because my kids babysit your kids. They're like, what are you guys <laughs> it's doing? It's been a while. We oh. finally got one, yes. <laughs> but, you know, you're investing in your wife. Yeah. You're investing in your kids. And if anything, I would say these are the coaches and consultants you should hire. You might say, well, look at Tozer. His books are great. Yeah, but his wife hates him. Right. Well, shouldn't you? And I think we can have both and. And so this is the great thing with Entree Leadership. Hey, little chapters, flavor your day with steak sauce. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like the analogy, too, of, of you know, because my kids love Legos. Um, you know, imagine your life as a bunch of Legos. Um, 50 years from now, mm-hmm. right? In, in, in your life, you know, the castle that you die with or whatever building you think you might want, again, obituary, mm-hmm. right, is only formed of Legos. And those Legos are formed of 15-minute increments, right? And so you have 15-minute increments for 
your 50, entire 60, life. 70, 80 years, mm-hmm. right? And every 15 minute increment is a Lego, right? Mm-hmm. And when you get to the end, what's that, what's it going to look like? True. How many red Legos? How many blue Legos? How many green Legos? How many misshapen kind of disgusting malformed Legos? How many, you know, enriching Legos? How many mm-hmm. family Legos? And yeah. I, next time, next time you go to a funeral or a memorial, mm-hmm. just look around and I love and hate them. I just went to a memorial a few weeks ago, standing room only. If you did not show up 15 minutes early, you were not, you did not have a seat. Mm-hmm. The guy was a handyman, Yeah. but that's how to great live guy. your life. Yeah. And I've been to other ones. I'm like, okay, there are 11 people here and one's your mom and it's because they had to. And mm-hmm. it, it, it just, you're like, man, you missed it. You absolutely missed it. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that, you know, another chapter in entree leadership that I'd love to apply to life is Ramsey talks. It's called the map to the party. Mm-hmm. So you have this party and whether it's business or your life, he gets it. Because you've got to tell the story. So anyone who's ever heard of Ramsey, you've heard him tell the st- I've heard him tell the story, I think, a thousand times. Imagine if you worked with him. I mean, you could you could tell it for him. Good leaders tell the same stories. And so think about, with your family, with your business, what story are you telling? Mm-hmm. Is it ca- Well, I don't tell it. It's not captivating. Well, you better find a better way, or we better find a better way to tell the story. Because if it's not captivating, what are we teaching our kids? Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's, hey, what I teach my kids, I want to glorify God. I want to enjoy him. And this is how we live it out. Mm -hmm. Very intentional with my family. Very intentional with our business. So what's the map to the party in terms of life application? Well, I think, you know, another way that I actually framed the conversation, going back to those I talked to who are um, pastors, is, um, well, there's a couple things I'd comment there. One is, you know, I I had them apply the same exercise to their churches, Mm -hmm. right? But it's a little bit harder to think about an obituary for an organization because those oh, sort yeah. of persist in a very different way, of course, right? But I think this applies to our life and it also applies to our businesses and it applies to organizations we care about is don't write your obituary. What I had him do was I said, imagine the local newspaper. Imagine it's 50 years from now. What would be a really amazing article to see written about your organization, your mm-hmm. business in 50 years from now? You're yeah. out of the picture as the CEO or whatever role you have, you know, or pastor in this case, right? What would be a really neat way to help with that? I mean, or to demonstrate that, right? But that would be, I mean, to me, that was, that I think is the way people can also think about their their life and and how they apply some of these learnings is just beginning, just think very futuristically about Mm -hmm. what stories are people going to tell about you, right? Um, And so I, I like that so much. I have to go into coaching. So, and where I'm at, is, you know, you can read a book like this. That looks great. Mm-hmm. As I'm coaching clients, I typically end with every session, I end with some homework. Mm-hmm. And this is the value of coaching. You're like, well, why would I need a coach when I can just read a book? Mm-hmm. Because you need a coach who says, hey, Josh, next time we meet, what's, what's going to be your homework? Mm-hmm. I don't know what my homework's going to be. Hey, let's read your obit next time. Mm-hmm. You know you're going to push it off yeah. until the day before the coaching session, but we'll talk about it. Then I'll bring it up again in six months. Hey, how are we working towards that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even such as Ramsey's chapter on the map to the party, um, I so live this. We, I even have family meetings every single week with mm-hmm. our family. And you might say, Eric, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. You're crazy not to have family meetings because mm-hmm. in my family, I have four kids. Mm-hmm. We're all going in different directions, yeah. and we need to make sure— and 
I've taught our family, hey, this is how we communicate. You know, we don't have families sit down kumbaya all the time, but at least every Sunday we sit down, hey, what are we doing for Halloween tomorrow? Or hey, what are we doing um, to make sure that my daughter's track career where she's going to the gym hey dad i and what happened yesterday she's like hey dad will you go to the gym with me three times a week and help me lift i would love to that only happened because of our family meeting we have four months until track three months actually until track season and we're putting it on the calendar so it happens other people say i want to have a great track season Mm -hmm. and i'm not going to think about it until the first day of track Mm -hmm. that's not a recipe for success i'm going to start a business and not going to get the business plan going until they open the doors. That's a disaster. Right. You've got to have meetings. Yeah. No, I, I like that. The, the other thing I, I want to call out about this for life application, that I like the way he described the way you start a business. Mm-hmm. You know, he's saying you try to, you know, people are just in it for the money. But one of the things I was talking to my daughter about is, is actually we don't have to think about business and life differently, right? Mm-hmm. That's sort of a, that's a human idea, right? In some ways, business best done is in your passions and if it's done in your passions it's effectively a reflection of your life mm-hmm. right so my daughter's 10 she loves horses um and we were talking about um we, we were actually talking about she, she she was talking about trail rides and we just started talking about different ways we've been talking about ways for her to begin thinking about you know making money not now but in a few more years so that she can sort of do more horse stuff and what that means and, and she's not there yet but we're, we're doing lessons and we're enjoying life as it is but just talking about the future and having some fun time <clears throat> but helping her realize that there's ways to take her passions in this case her the love for horses and if she wants to she can actually apply that to a business and so it's not even just like separating and this is what i like about the book is it's not separating like go do business to make money and then live your life it's finding ways to embed business concepts that actually leverage your passions leverage what you are leverage what you want to do in your life such that you happen to also be being able to pay your obligations as a result of it right and, and that's always i mean if you can do that that's 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 the sweet spot right and oh it is the sweet spot and those are actually the people you want to hire mm-hmm. i'm not going to hire the person who's doing the job that i'm paying them to because they have to i mean sometimes the job the job you want to hire people where they love to do it if i'm going to go trail riding with someone i want it to be someone who loves and cherishes horses and can tell you every single fact about them and they want to get you so fired up into them mm-hmm. as well too right for the once a year i go trail riding that sounds great that's who i want to hire right what is it that that person wants to do in their business and you know you love consulting with people because you want to say hey i know how to run a business i'm going to help you run your business even better so instead of having 3x return you have 4x return or whatever the next phase of that Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. and it feels great yeah no to put your strengths and your your god-given talents to use is just it's really exciting, whether it's in, a, in an actual like W-2 relationship or a mm-hmm. consulting relationship or contract relationship or vendor relation, whatever those things are, right? You're just maximizing your, your talents and skills and gifting. And, you know, in the chapter, the map to the party, mm-hmm. you know, he, he will talk about leading by walking around. So when I'm at work, I, I do walk desk to desk and I talk to people. Mm-hmm. I do it in my house as well, too. I walk into my kids' rooms and I sit on their floor. Hey, tell me what's going on. The number of times I've heard things I'm like, Oh, really? I was doing this and uh, this weekend and walked into one of my daughter's rooms and she's like, yeah, I, I, I told you about that party that I saw on Instagram I was invited to. I didn't go to it because it was bad. It was like one of those parties, you know, bring your own, you know, 
what you're not supposed to bring to parties. And she was like, hey, dad, guess what? The cops totally busted it. I had a feeling this was going to happen. But it's one of those things. If, if you walk around and just talk to your kids, they'll tell you all the things you really want to know as parents. And they're like, hey, I'm so proud of you mm-hmm. for having the discernment not to be where you weren't supposed to be. And right. So not only did I get to hear from my kids, but it allowed me to compliment them. Hey, mm. keep doing the right mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah. Reinforce the positive thing. It's way easier than trying to correct and, the negative. And so managing by walking around, I don't want to say managing your family, but interact mm. with your family walking around. The things yeah. you learn at game night as a family or what are you doing with your family instead of, you know, we have organized meetings, but there's also the interaction. How are we interacting with our families, our significant others, date nights? As an extension of that, also talk to your kids as friends. You learn a lot oh, talking yes. to their friends. I, mm-hmm. always, I get more from my kids as friends than I do from my kids sometimes. It's always great. They find out what they're doing that they shouldn't be. It's, it's oh, awesome. They yes. love the tattle on them. It's of, great. But you also find lots of compliments sometimes, too. Sometimes. <laughs> more often than not. I get, I, get, I get more of the real stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One way or the other. It's good. <laughs> they haven't learned to stop tattling on each other yet. They will eventually. So other life applications from Entree Leadership? I would say the last thing I would say is... Um, I really appreciated how he talked about those seven different types of goals and how in a healthy organization, if you can actually get folks to write down their goals personally and with the organization and then share them, how wonderful is that to have that integration of and be, be safe enough and the right culture to work. I mean, that's such a goal to work towards, to be able to get folks to not only write them down, but then being willing and able to share them internally. Uh, that is, I mean, that is, that is awesome. Like that is just great. If you can help build a, just a company like that, that was, I mean, I thought that was probably the best insight from the book to me in terms of an indicator of a really healthy culture. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was the big, like, and, and it's one of those away. things as we share our goals amongst our families or organization mm-hmm. with other people, it works as an accountability measure mm-hmm. as well too. You're more likely to hit something if you've shared it with someone. Think mm-hmm. of like someone's weight loss journey. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna do it again. But if you share it and you need to get a group going, you're really helping one another. Yeah. But likewise, sometimes think you miss your goals. That's totally okay too. Well, what caused it to, what caused us to miss this goal? Yeah. Um, so an example of how we use that in our family is every every winter we go on vacation but we're always talking what what do we want to accomplish on this vacation is mm-hmm. it going to be an adventure vacation or are we just going to sit on the beach mm-hmm. or are we going to and so we have different goals for our vacation and so for us as a family it really really helps and we're at the point where my kids are now oh 19 17 15 10 are the age of my kids every year so we decide where we're going on vacation but then the next year like okay we nailed this, but this might make next year's vacation even better. So now we're working almost like a company. Right, right. What are we going to do? So we're yeah. nailing our vacation in a very good way. That's right. Yeah, that's so great. That, that's a, so, uh, hey, that's entree leadership in a nutshell, man. Yeah, I think this was good. What do we got next? Yeah, well, if you haven't read the book, grab the book. If you need someone to coach you through the book, consult with you through the book, um, hey, we would absolutely love to do it. And, what what Ramsey has going on here is top, top notch. So if you haven't read the book, make sure you do read the book. Um, they also have a lot of really good material in addition to the book at um, entreeleadership.com. So I do want to just, hey, invest in that. But hey, also reach out to us on that. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd love to talk with you about it yeah. even even more. So hey, next, next podcast, same three-part series. Mm-hmm. There's a guy by the name of Jocko Willink. The guy's a Navy SEAL. 
came out with a book called Extreme Ownership. Yep. Amazing. And if you, I, I, I'd say read the book, but better yet, the audible version of this book is the best audible version of a book I have ever listened to. Um, but okay. that is next week, Excellent. and the guy is a rock star. I shouldn't call him a rock star. The guy is a, the guy is a true fighter. Great. In every way. But that is next week. And find out if you're not taking ownership, that's the book for you. Great. All okay. right. Well, we'll look forward to talking more about that. Sounds good. In the meantime, go to theconsultantcoach.com or hey, like we said last week, uh, shoot us a few questions on our YouTube page. We'd love to get back to you. Sounds okay. good. Thank Take you. Care.